Wanted to let you guys know a little bit about who I am. I am, I've got to speak at the, at the GRIT uh, men's uh, event that you guys had, and I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed coming here to this church. I love, like I said, I love Pastor Adam and his family. But here's, I want to just tell you a little bit about me. Uh, I am, uh, was born in Houston, Texas, but I was raised in Arkansas. Uh, I know some of y'all don't know where that is, and um, I don't blame you because uh, I left when I was 18, and I didn't, didn't go back for a long time. I came here to Christ for the Nations, 18 years old, where I met my wife, Vanessa, who is from New Hampshire. So think about somebody from Arkansas meeting somebody from New Hampshire. Because uh, in Texas, we don't, you know, we got to just deal with anybody north of the Mississippi, we don't have to negotiate, we don't talk to. Um, that's why I love what Pastor Adam said, we, we get along, amen? If we can't get along, we need to get it on, you know what I'm saying? We get, get along with everybody, because that's what God's brought us to be. So we, I was raised in Arkansas, went to Christ for the Nations, met my wife, um, but I was born with a speech impediment and a learning disability. <clears throat> the doctors said to me when I was younger, they said, when I was a kid, um, they said uh, they, they, to my mother, they said, he is not on the level as other kids. And it's true. I, back then, they called them resource classes. I was in resource class. We had different recess than everybody. We had different uh, uh, lunch than everybody. We had to go to the playground, different things with everybody because I had this learning disability and this speech impediment, words I couldn't say as a young kid. And so from the start... Um, there was there was complications, you know, in my life. When I wasn't at speed with the other kids, um, and I, the reason why I'm telling you that is because I believe that everybody in this room or watching online is praying for God to do something in their lives. If, if you would be honest with me and just say, "I'm that's me. I, I, I got something right now." Just go ahead and lift your hand. I'm lifting my hand. I lift my other hand, but I got the microphone. I, 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 you got something going on. Just go ahead and keep it up there just for a minute. It's not embarrassing. It's not something that is that we're trying to call you out on, but everybody in here has something that they're believing God for. God, I'm, I, I can't do it on my own, and I need you to do it. I, I, I need you to come in in a special way. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If you know what I'm talking about, go ahead and say amen. amen. Simply because the enemy of your soul does not want you to step into the destiny that God has for you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The enemy of your soul is trying to do everything he can to stop you from walking in the destiny that God has for you. And so I, I, I'm talking about even from birth uh, that, that was going on in my life. And, and, and one of the things that I know to be true is that God has a purpose and a plan for you today. Some of you may say, I'm not walking in that. Some of you say, I've not seen it realized. Some of you are saying, I've not seen it, see it come to fruition. But I know in whom I have believed that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. I know that my purpose and my, and, 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 and my future and the plans that I have, I, 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 they are, they're given to the Lord. And I know that I have to trust him with that. You know what I'm saying? If you have your Bibles, would you turn to Ephesians Ephesians chapter, chapter 1. It's a prayer that, that Paul prayed, and, and this one may not be on the screens. I don't know if they were able to get it up or not because I gave it to them just a little bit ago. But, but, but Ephesians, um, we're gonna, we're gonna, Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to start at verse 15. Here's, here's what it says. I'm reading out of what it says, that, um, the New King James Version. Here's what it says. 
Therefore, I also, after I heard your, of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. How many know we need the spirit of wisdom and revelation? How many know we need it in this time? I need the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be able to, to be a son, to be, to be a father, to be a husband. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many, how many of you men know what I'm talking about? You need the spirit of God just to be able to, you know what I'm saying? Y'all look up here just for a second. I had a hard time learning when I first got married because there, was th there were nuances that I didn't know about marriage. Uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? We first got married, not just because my wife is white and I'm black. We, we already had, a, you know, cultural differences, but now... You know, I had to learn some other things. Like when my wife says to me, uh, go ahead and do whatever you want to do. Do not do whatever you want to do. Because I would try to play dumb and be like, but you said go ahead and do what I, you know what I'm saying? How I many you know what I'm talking about? Or when my wife says this, she goes, she goes, what did you just say to me? That didn't mean that she didn't hear what I said. That means that she wanted to give me a chance to retract that statement so that I can live and not die and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Anybody know? Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. And then it was why I was dumb enough to do this one one time when she said to me, um, um, I'm just telling you, you, just, okay, you learn these, these things. Um, um, when you said, what, what did you just say? Tell me, tell me what you just said. And I was dumb enough to be like, I said, you know what I'm saying? I said and didn't finish what I, anyway, I was dumb enough to do that. I mean, you know, you learn things and need the spirit of wisdom and revelation in your, in your life. So you, you, you need that to be able to walk in the things that God's called you. You say, well, listen, the Father give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The spirit of revelation and the knowledge of him. Your, your goal, your focus is of him. And the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. That means that the lights would come on. That you wouldn't be walking darkness. The, the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your, of your soul, your, your mind would be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Not what everybody else is saying, not what the world is saying, but what his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? I'm going to read that again because I want you, some of y'all just was reading it with me. I want you to get it. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the ones that is to come. And he put all things, everybody say all things, under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all and all. Now that is a prayer. He said, as, as when, I, when I think of you, when I think of you, I, I mention you in my prayers. And then he goes into the prayer that he's praying for them saying that I want you to, I want you to, your eyes to be open. I want your under, eyes of your understanding to be open. I don't want you to walk around blindly and, and just lightly. Your eyes would be under, uh, open and that you would, you would recognize, that you would recognize the hope of his calling, the hope of his calling that he has for you. 
That you would see him, that you would walk in him, that you would live in him, that you would be in him. Ephesians is all about being in him. And one thing you need to know as a believer is true, is you need to know who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you. You need to know who you are in Christ. I believe that the body of Christ has neglected realizing and setting themselves and knowing who Christ is. Now, not just who Christ is, but who Christ is in you. What has he called you to do? What has he, he put you on this earth to do? And, and I'm telling you right now, the enemy tries to fight you in every way to keep you from walking in that. He tried to keep me from walking in that. But let me tell you something. I had a praying mama. Anybody got somebody praying for you? you I'm going to tell you, if you don't like, well, I don't know if somebody's praying for you. I'm going to tell you something this morning. Look up here at me. Your pastors are praying for you. They pray for you on a regular basis. Uh, I, hear pastor, uh, I, I hear pastor talking all the time about it. I'm praying that God would, would not only help our people to grow, but we want them to not just grow numerically, we want them to grow spiritually. He's talking to me about these plans that he has. And, and then he says, I'm, I'm, I'm hooking up to the Lord because I, I want them to be seated in Christ. And, and, I, and I want them to be seated in heavenly places like the Bible says. And I want to tell you, it's time for the church to have a seat. Take your seat in, 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 in God. I want to tell you this morning that if, you, if, you, uh, if you're not known if you're seated in heavenly places, I want to tell you the view is different than where you're seated. It should be a different view than where you're seated. Uh, one time I uh, wanted to take my daughter to a Mavericks game, and, and she goes, Dad, I really want to see the Mavericks. I was like, well, you know, you know the, the Mavericks tickets is kind of expensive, you know what I'm saying? I, I said, I love you and all. I said, but the Mavericks tickets are they're kind of expensive. And she goes, well, Daddy, don't you love me? I go, yes, I do. You know how they, you know, they put that thing on you, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I was like, well, I'm going to get her some tickets. So I got her some tickets, and they weren't, they weren't great, but they were like midways. They were midways. And, and, uh, I, and I said, hey, can't you see? The, she, this is great. She goes, yeah, Dad, this is great. I could just tell. I was just like, Lord, I did the best I could. And out of, out of the distance, um, one of the lady with the red shirt, with the red coat came. And she said, sir, one of our, one of our uh, season ticket holders is not here. And they told me to come find somebody to come down and sit on the floor. And so I'm going to tell you what. She goes, would you like, would you like, I didn't let her get it out of her mouth, good. I said, yes, I would like, let me get on down on the floor. And so we got down on the floor. And I'm telling you what, the truth was, they were so close that, man, my daughter didn't talk to me the whole night. She was Luca, you know what I'm saying? She was, she was, she was trying to, look, that's Luca, dad. I go, I know that's Luca. Uh, I know that's Luke. And so she just, she just, she was so engulfed. So I want to tell you this morning, the spirit of God has come to usher you out of the place that you've been in and usher you down on the floor so that you can get in the game and do what God has called you to do. God never called you to just sit up there in the nosebleed section. He said, I'm calling, I'm ushering you. And you know what? He don't have a red coat on, but he's got the blood of Jesus to bring you back to the place. You're covered in the blood. You have the blood of Christ on your plunge beneath the blood of Jesus so look at your neighbor and say have a seat have a seat have a have a have a have a seat but I want to tell you also that my mother she began to pray over me and my mother she's old school so I'm talking about Kenneth Hagin 
all, you know, old school. You might know what I'm talking about. You may not know some of those names. And, 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 and R.C. Sproul, and you know, Charles Caps. And I'm talking about, you know, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, John Osteen. Not Joe, I'm talking about John. But Joe's good, but John. John would preach the paint off the walls. You hear what I'm telling you? And so she got a hold of some old teaching books. And uh, one of them said that you could speak to your mountain. And she said, Kenneth Hagin said that he was on his deathbed. And, and, and his, how he came into the things of God. And she said, I, she, and he said that you could speak to your mountain and say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. So I'm telling you what, my mother just said, well, I'm just going to speak. You can speak grace to your mountain. My mother said, she called me. I was playing outside with my brothers. She said, Chris. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, come in here. And how many of you know that she only got to say it one time? Anybody come from that kind of background? My mother believed in the switch. Not the Nintendo Switch. Some of my Caucasian brothers just <laughs> thinking about the Nintendo Switch. That's not the one. Uh, and raise your hand if you know if you've been entangled with the Switch. Okay, come on. Some of y'all ladies left right both hands. She said, "Oh Lord, yes." You know what I'm talking about. My mother turned into a Zorro. She could write. You know what I'm saying? She's uh, and pull it back, and you have a Z on your leg right here. And let me just say this. I, I know I'm, I'm getting off track, but let me tell you. This. How many of you, your mother, your mother would grow them in the backyard? Anybody know what I'm talking about? She would be like the lady, that witch on the Wizard of Oz, just like, my pretties, my pretties, my precious, you know. And then, then she got smart, and, and she would twist them together. I'm like, what is this? I'm not Jesus. It's not cat, cat of nine tails. Or she would get my brother to go get it. And he would come back with a tree branch, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna... She got smart. So my mother, though, that's the type of mother she was. She was a praying mother. She called me in, and she said, Chris, come in here. And so I... And so I did, and, um, and she, she was going to try it because her faith was at a point where she wanted her son to be healed. Anybody had been at a place where you want your son to be healed Any, or, 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 or something going on in your life? You're like, God, God, I can't do it. I've been praying. I've been interceding. I've been calling prayer lines, and I've been going to the front. People have been putting their hands on me. They've been slathering me with oil, and I, I'm at a point where I got to have a miracle, God. I, I'm at a point where I got something has to change in my life. I'm not going to stay here in this place. I can't be here in this place anymore. Anybody ever get a, un, get a, a holy, uh, uh, being uncomfortable? You're just like, I'm, I'm tired of being comfortable with the status quo. I need a miracle in my life. I need God to do something fresh and anew in my life. Anybody, come on, you've been, you've been in there. I, I, I ain't going to stay here long. I'm just passing through this. I ain't going to stay in this, in this place long. My mother just said, I need my son. He's a miracle. You told me he was called by God. And, and, and she was like, and just look at him. Look at him. Is this what you wanted? You know. Is this what you call? You know. And so I was like, thanks, Mom. You know, I can hear you. I can hear you. And she called me in. And she put one hand under my chin. And she put one hand on top of my head. And she started screaming, Grace! 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 And she said, you can go now. And I just backed out. <laughs> if I had a smart, I'd be like, whoa. You know, so I just backed, I just backed out. And this one, I walked outside, and my, my brothers were standing there, and they go, what was that all about? And I said, I think mom thinks I'm dating a girl named Grace, and I don't even know a girl named Grace. I only ever seen a girl, don't know a girl named Grace. I ain't never seen her before in my life. 
You're laughing, but I want to tell you the next week they kicked me out of that class because God had done a work. There was something different because God had changed my life. There was something different because God had changed my mind. The speech impediment went, went away. And I'm telling you what, I can stand in front of you and speak to you today because God has done something in my life. So sometimes you got to contend and just say, God, I'm just going to take you at your word and I'm going to take you at what you have said. And I believe that you will do what you said you will do because he's that kind of God. Do you hear what I'm telling you? He's that kind of a God. Yeah, y'all from the south side of the kingdom. Some of y'all need to remind the enemy that he messing with, with, with God's child. That's right. We sit on the south side, we know how to throw hands. You understand what I'm saying? We know how to throw hands. I know, I know Pastor Adam used to live in Louisiana. Saw that LSU helmet in his, in his office. Them people crazy. They won't shoot you. They will shoot you with a C-H. You hear what I'm telling you? They, they crazy. But there's some praying people down there. And so I'm telling you what. It's just some of y'all need to realize where you came from. They came from a, a mighty long way. But God is bringing you out of that situation. Because he says that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Sometimes you got to fight and be at a place where... You are spiritual warfare. Everybody say spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare and what God's called us to do. And some of you guys are ready to go over Ephesians chapter 6. I think they do have this one. Verse, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. I mean, you know, we need the whole armor. Some of y'all can't put on half the armor. You know, it's funny how believers can get up in the morning and get dressed and put on clothes and, and, and fashion themselves and getting making sure they look good for the office, but don't dress themselves spiritually. How I many you know we have to dress ourselves spiritually? Yeah, God's called us to do that. So, so put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the schemes, the tactics of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, listen to this, against rulers of the darkness of this age and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, said it twice, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Some of you are at this place right now. I've done all to stand. What am I supposed to do, pastor? What am I supposed to do when, I'm, when I've done all to stand? It tells you what to do. Stand therefore. What do you do when you've done everything you know how to do? Stand. You can stand because God has called you. Do you know why you can stand? Because the one who has stood for you lives in you and can help you to be able to stand. How many of you know you're a helper called the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us? Matter of fact, the Bible said it's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that lives in us and quickens our mortal bodies. The same one. So you stand when you haven't done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Everybody look up here just for me just for a second. The truth is what's going to make you free. Now you have to understand this. Truth is not a thing. Truth is a person. His name is Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the and the life. No one comes to the Father except him. So here's the truth. In these last days and with the days that we're in right now, people don't want to hear the truth. My, this, this, the, the founding pastor of our church, uh, Pastor Terry Moore, he, he would say to me, and he's still at our church, um, and I love him because he's a spiritual father to me. He said, Chris, um, 
the truth will make you free, but first it may make you mad. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It'll make you mad sometimes. You don't want to, sometimes you don't want to hear things about yourself, but the truth will make you free. And so, and so he girds your loins with truth. What is the truth? Well, some people can't handle the truth. But the truth is, is that God does have a destiny for your life. The truth is that you're going to make it out of this situation. The truth is, is that God is for you. And if he's for you, then he's more than the world that can be against you. The truth is, is that you've been, give, you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. The truth is that you've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. The truth is that you have the mind of Christ. The truth is that you've been blessed. The truth is that he's gone before you. The truth is, is that he is with you. The truth is that he's given you a place to sit in the heavenly places. The truth is, is that when the enemy comes in like a flood, my God will raise a standard up against him. The truth is, is that God has called you to win how do you know pastor because I'm looking at some people this morning that are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus their Lord and so sometimes sometimes you got to encourage yourself in the Lord like David did yeah you got to talk to yourself then the Bible didn't say what David did but I just assumed he just encouraged himself start talking to himself you know they say crazy people talk to themselves do I got some crazy people in here you know I got do I got some Okay, I just want to make sure that I wasn't the only one with the special recess. <laughs> having, having done all this, then, and see, we, we're, we're wrestling against this. You're, you're, you're putting up all that we stand in the evil day. And then is what it said, verse 14, stand therefore having your loins go to bed with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. How many know that we need the breastplate of righteousness? God, we are not righteous in our own right. But God has made us righteous through Christ Jesus. You look up here and some of you have said, you don't know what I've done, Pastor. You don't know the things that I've done in the last few weeks. You don't know what I, the thoughts I've been thinking. You don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm telling you this. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. He's a new creature. All things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. And I'm telling you, yes, you need to have your mind girded up. Yes, you need to have your thoughts line up. Yes, you need to walk in righteousness because God has made you righteous. But... You are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Blessed be the righteousness. We need that. Uh, I'm talking about having your feet shod with the guest, God, preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. He asked him to pray for him that he'll be able to open his mouth boldly and make known the mysteries of the gospel, which he's ambassador. And so, thus we fight. Because we're not losing this war. We've already won the victory. We've already won the victory. I don't, I don't think you heard me. We've already won the victory. The victory is yours, says the Lord. One of the things, as I'm closing, one of the things that we can't do at our house is play board games. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Monopoly is a no-no at our house. We can't play Monopoly. And uh, because it always ends up in, you know, having to do a forgiveness deal and taking communion afterwards because somebody, you know, went directly to jail and, and uh, didn't pass go and didn't collect the $200, you know what I'm saying? I bought Marketplace, but you didn't buy it right, and you know what I'm saying? You don't have enough funds, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, you cheating and all that stuff. But it goes to another level at our house when we play Uno. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We have to forgive each other because 
you, right when you thought I was working for you, I'm about to hit you with that draw four. And all of a sudden, when I hit you with that draw four and that draw again and that draw two and that whatever, I pick a color, you pick a color. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It just gets into that. You know, it, it gets bad. It may, come on. You try to act all holy. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm about to draw four. I, I know you. My wife is white, but she comes out weird when I, I, I know you're not finna drop that card. You're not finna, I, you ain't, not today, you're not, come on. I'm your wife. I'm gonna be like a splack, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna hit you with that draw four, you know what I'm saying? And, the, and she's like, well, I'm about to hit you with that what four, you know what I'm saying? So, well, we can't play, we can't play board games in, at our house. We have to do things like pray and take communion, that kind of stuff. Now, some of you are laughing. But the enemy has done those things to you. You were going forward, and then all of a sudden, life hit you with a draw four. I'm looking at some of you. I know. Some of, some, some of you, have, you, you were going forward. You, look, you were about to uno. You were about to be the one, the one thing, and, and all of a sudden, you realize that I got, I got, I got to pick up some more things. I got to, I've picked up some, I picked up some bad habits. I picked up some, I picked up some issues and I, I picked up some stuff in my mind and I, I picked up some stuff. My marriage ain't right. So I picked up just when I was about to, I was just about to win the game. And all of a sudden I got more problems than I had than when I started with, come on, somebody know what I'm talking about. You don't try to act like you do. I just so you got more problems. And one of the things that, that, that I want to let tell you is, is that God has a strategy. He's a strategist for your life. As you walk his plans. So I want to tell you that the title of this message is, It's Your Move. It's your move. The reason why it's your move is because God already moved over 2,000 years ago when he sent his son to come to, on, the, on, the, on the earth for us and die for us. He's, it's your move because he's already moved. He's already done what he's going to do. He sent his Holy Spirit. He's already done what he's going to do. So it's your move. It's, it's your move. It's, it's, it's time for you to move. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time for you to move. It's time, it's, it's time, it's time, it's time for you to move. Now, uh, how many chess players do we have in here? Anybody play chess? Anybody play chess? I, I, I never could pick it up. But um, because I played checkers, I didn't play, we didn't play chess. And then where I come from, car, all card games was of the devil. And uh, where I came from in Arkansas, anybody else know what I'm talking about? Your mom was like, we ain't playing play cards in here. It's like, so anyway, so we, didn't, we couldn't play that. But, but and I want to show you a picture of a, of, a, of a chess game. There's a painting called the Louvre. Um, in this picture, I'm going to move out of the way so you can see it. And I don't know where to move or y'all can see it. There's an X right here. I'm gonna stand over here. So, so this anybody ever seen this picture before? This painting. Raise your hand if you, you you've seen this painting before. This painting is called the Louvre, and some of you that may not have seen it, um, but this this is the, the title of this painting is called Louvre. But what's the title of the painting? It's, it's called Checkmate. It's called Checkmate. It's the name of this. It's the name of this deal. And in this picture, you got you've got Satan over here. To the the uh, to over here to my left, as I'm looking at your left now, and over here you got supposed to be Jesus, supposed to be the the us in in on the right, and 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 the enemy has a look on his face. If you can see it, he's got a look on his face. That's 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 I got you. This is it. Checkmate. It's done. It's over. It's finished. Everything is done. You've lost. And so. I don't know why he painted that picture because we've not lost, but that's what he painted. Well, the story goes that 
there was a champion chess player that was visiting this, this, this painting and just walking around. And, um, and he looked at the painting because he just like, well, what is this called? He said, it's called Checkmate. He said, the enemy, he said, the enemy's got a smile on his face. He goes, yes, because he's won. He's beaten. And he's beaten Jesus. He's beaten, beaten us. And so he goes, well, what, how do you, he goes, there's, there's something wrong with this painting. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, either, <laughs> either the artist has to change, he has to change the title of this painting or he's going to have to paint, repaint it. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, look at it. He goes, I'm looking at the painting. I'm looking at the title. I'm looking at the painting. I'm looking at the title. And he says, he goes, he's got to either change the title of the, of the painting or he's going to have to change the whole painting altogether. He goes, why? He, because you don't understand. The king has one more move. And it's true. The king on the chessboard has one more move. Just when you thought it was checkmate, just when you thought you had lost, just when you thought you weren't going to make it out, just when you thought that you weren't going over, just when you thought you were going to drown, just when you thought that it was over, God said, I got one more move left in me. I got one more move. I, the king, has one more move. And so he's moving on your behalf. He is moving. So the king has one more move. Let me just tell you, in a place where the enemy, they thought the enemy had him and they killed him on a cross and he put him in a tomb but I want to tell you today that the king still had one more move because he came out of that tomb and all power all authority all dominion has been given to him and he has given that power to us to be able to rule and to reign and to have our being in him so I want to tell you this morning it's your move but the king <laughs> has one more move he's got one more move he does. He has one more move. And some of you just said, I'm to the point where I can't move. Well, that's when you stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And now the one that he fights for us. Do you hear what I'm saying? So it's your move. You, you, what your, some of y'all's move this morning may be to trust him. Some of y'all's move this morning may be that you just you, you, that you give in a way that you've never given before. Some of your move is that, that you just give it over to God. And I know what that looks like. This is what I do to him sometimes. I say, Lord, I say, Lord, um, I'm giving this to you. I'm handing this to you. It's yours, Lord. I, I can't do nothing with it. There it is. It's right there. Next to your pinky toe. Right over there on your pink, by your pinky toe, right to your next sandal. Well, all right, if you're not going to do nothing, I'll just pick it up again. And God never intended for you to pick up the burden. That's why he said, come to me, all of you that are labor and, and burdened down, and I will give you rest. Some of you need rest this morning for your soul. Some of you need help this morning. I want to tell you, he's a very present help in time of trouble. It's your move. Some of your move is, some of you have been praying for loved ones. This Christmas season, this Thanksgiving season, you got loved ones that are coming to the house. And they need the light that you have on the inside of you. Some of it's that. Some of you, it's your move on your job. She was like, I've been asking for that promotion. God's saying, hey, listen, it's <laughs> already, you in me, you have peace. In this world, you have tribulation, but in me, you have peace. Some of you have been asking. Some of, you, some of your marriages need help this morning. You need help in your marriage. You, 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 need a, you need a miracle in your marriage. 
the king has one more move. Some of you need help with your I'm telling you, he's a very present help in time of trouble. He's able to you make you move. Sometimes you've been in a place you feel like I can't, I can't do it, Lord. He goes, Good. I'm glad you can't do it. Because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I'm quoting scripture, by the way. If some of you are just like, did he make that up? I know it sounds good. It's scripture, by the way. I want y'all to tell you, I, I'm not quoting what I think. You, listen, you don't have time for my opinion. You got to get in the word and let the word work it for you. You hear what I'm saying? You got to get let the word work it. When I put the word on it, my mother, she would pray scripture all the time. She would pray scripture all the time. She just couldn't help it. That's how I learned scripture. Just she quoted out of her mouth all the time. Being there washing dishes, quoting scripture. And then she told us, you can't come to the table without having a scripture. You can't come and eat unless you have a scripture. So we had to memorize scripture every time we came to the table. That was a deal at our house. We, you want to eat? Of course, you know, I do a lot of scripture. I memorize, look at me, I memorize all, all the scriptures. You hear what I'm saying? I want some greens and, you know what I'm saying? So I, I memorize all of them. But the first time I came in, I said, I said, Jesus wept. That was my scripture. <laughs> Jesus wept. You know what my mama said? She said, you're going to be weeping with Jesus if you come back to the table with that scripture again. You and Jesus going to be weeping. Where my switch at? I, I, I remember another scripture, mama. I remember. <laughs> Some of you are laughing, but you need to remember your roots, where you came from. Some of you need to remember where God brought you out from a mighty long way. Some of you remember when you were in drugs. You remember when you were destitute. Remember when you were lost in sin and he came and brought you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Some of you didn't have food. Some of you didn't have anything. But all of a sudden, but God who was rich in mercy and because of his great love, I'm telling you, the king has one more move. And it's your move. 